Well, I know it's gonna surprise some of you, but I like to go running on occasion. And uh, typically running in Central Phoenix, uh, it's pretty flat, uh, sometimes even downhill. Uh, but just recently I went to see family uh, with my family in Texas and I was running uh, near my parents' house and they live kind of in the country. And so it was a lot of uphill running. And in addition to the uh, humid uh, nature of Texas, which is the opposite of Arizona, I was just running and I was thinking, this is hard, like harder than normal. And, and part of it was that humidity in Texas, uh, but also part of it was that I was running uphill and I had to realize for a second, okay, I'm not used to this. And honestly, as I was running, in addition to thinking about how hard this was, running uphill in Texas, I didn't just think about me and running, I thought about us. And I thought about our world right now. I thought about how in America, and even for us in, in Phoenix, this great city with, with every uh, restaurant you can imagine, and every shopping mall, and, and resort, and golf, and all these luxuries that we have, and, and probably took for granted, and sports, come on somebody, uh, all these things, all these comforts that we had, and we were all running downhill for so long. And now, since about March, all of us, no matter where you are, have been running uphill. And the reality is, we're all running together and we're thinking, hey, this is hard and it's different. And as I thought about that these past couple weeks, I thought, man, we're not used to this, but for whatever reason, God has allowed us to run uphill in the season and we need to ask why. And we need to look to him and understand, God, what are you trying to teach us in this season? And there's no better time to do that than now. I don't know if you realize this, but we are literally halfway through the year 2020. I know some of you feel like it's not been a year, it's been a decade, right? Uh, but it's just been a year and we're halfway through. And so we just finished God and you, a study in the Holy Spirit. And I just wanted to stop and just have a state of the church and just talk about, hey, what's going on in our culture? What's going on in our world? How do we respond to that? And what my prayer is for you as your pastor. And so I'm going to do that both practically and spiritually for the next few moments. Um, and so first, I just want to talk just really practically. Uh, on Tuesday, we sent an email out, hopefully you read it, about some updates to our phases of regathering that we are canceling our Thursday Night Live, where we've had people in this room singing together, proclaiming God's word together, that we are pausing that, rather, for a time, uh, as well as just our, our gathering phases in general, as far as in-person gatherings, uh, because of the recent COVID spike in Arizona, as well as the, the state officials and press conference from the governor earlier this week, and just their guidance, that we felt it best, not out of fear, but out of wisdom and love to pause our phases and pause Thursday Night Live. Hopefully you read that email. And so we will be doing PBC Online for the rest of this month. And listen, I just want you to know a couple things. That that's frustrating. Uh, it's frustrating for me as your pastor that to be candid, we were preparing to meet in July in person and we're not gonna be able to do that, not quite yet, right? Uh, but I also wanna let you know it's out of wisdom and love, that it's out of wisdom and, and love for the people we are ministering to, that's you coming in this space, that we, we care very much about your holistic health, your spiritual health, but also your physical health. And so it's out of concern for you and love for you, but it's also out of concern for the people we minister with, 
That's our staff. That's our, our volunteers. And as I've talked to many of them, based on the spike and based on the recommendations and guidelines from the governing officials, they, they've hesitated a little bit to come back and, and be prepare to launch Sunday in-person gatherings amidst this pandemic, which Sunday gatherings take a lot of people already, and, and amidst the pandemic, they take even more. And so I, I want to, and our, our leadership wanted to love you, who are ministering to, and love uh, the people who are ministering with our staff and volunteers. So that is why. It's not out of fear. It is out of love. So I hope you know that. Uh, I'm frustrated. I hope you're frustrated uh, because I, you want to be in this place, and, and I feel that with you, and we're going to do our best over the n- next month to engage you and continue to do that online, and so I hope you will join us for that. But I do want you to know that just because we're not gathering on Sundays doesn't mean we're not preparing to. Our our philosophy as leaders has always been, hey, let's as much as possible take this time to invest in this space as a kingdom outpost, even though we're not meeting here on Sundays, and prepare it for when it is safe to gather and healthy to do so, that we can flip a switch and and gather. In in some ways, we've already done that with Thursday Night Live, and and we're preparing to do that with Sundays, hopefully in the near future. And I just want to let you know a few things that we are doing uh, so you can be clued in on that. One is we have renovated our stage. John Reynolds, if we had a crowd in here, we would give him a standing ovation, right? He has done an amazing job, just a guy in our church with a team in our church to renovate the stage. I'm so excited for you to see it. I'm so excited for all the proclamation and praise that's going to come from that space very soon. We've taken this time to do that. In addition, we've got new signage for our new service times coming. We've done live stream upgrades, and we are doing those right now. Knowing that right now that's really important, that's the way we can be Phoenix Bible Church, is to come to you in your home uh, via online. And so we want to do that as well as possible, uh, not performance-based, but to reduce distractions. We can focus on worshiping God together, and not just now. We realize that COVID is changing things, and we want to adapt to that well and know in the future, some of you won't feel comfortable joining us on Sundays even when we are gathering. And so we wanted to take this time to to increase our live stream, to to bring the gospel into your home in an effective and impactful way. So we've been doing that as well. In addition, health and hospitality initiatives, we've actually renewed our lease in the midst of a a pandemic here with Phoenix Christian. We're thankful for their partnership. And in that lease, uh, agreed upon things like uh, soap dispensers and faucets that could be touchless and and making those upgrades so that when you do come back, again, it's healthy and hospitable for you. We, on our own, uh, got hand sanitizing stations that are touch-free as well. They're all over this place. So we are... Not gathering on Sunday, but let me just tell you, we are eager to, and we are doing everything in our power to do so in a healthy and hospitable way. And so I just want to, church, thank you. Thank you for your generosity that allows us to do these types of things. Uh, Thank you for investing in this kingdom outpost with us, that we are still able to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out to our community, to our city, and even online through to our world. Uh, in this time where our world needs the gospel more than anything uh, else. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for praying for me, my family. Thank you for praying for Kyle and his family, our elders. Uh, We have no playbook for this, and it's been a difficult time. But thank you for praying for us. Know that we are praying for you. We're in this together. 
So those are some practical updates, and I want to give you some, some spiritual guidance in the midst of that. Again, halfway point in 2020, what is God doing? How do we respond, especially with this latest news? What's my heart for you? You're going to get that. You ready? Okay. Here's four things, pastoral prayers for you during this season. Take notes, write these things down, and let's apply them together. The first one is this, that affliction isn't foreign to faith. I want you to know in this season that affliction isn't foreign to faith. I'm going to read a passage for you. You can follow along with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 8. It says this, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Skip down to verse 16 with me. The Apostle Paul says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing us, preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. If you just look at that text with me, you see the reality of affliction, even for people of faith. Right? You see that word afflicted in every way, uh, perplexed persecuted, struck down, always carrying in, in the body the death of Jesus, that, that Paul is really explicit that Christians will be afflicted. And I think for some of you, you need to know that right now, that as we are running uphill and it feels strange and it feels hard, that that's not unique to you, that all Christians for all time have experienced affliction in similar ways. But here's the good news, right? It is God is doing something in the midst of our affliction that that pain isn't pointless, right? That's what we see in this text in verse 17. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. It's preparing you for something. That, that job loss, that sickness, that difficulty relationally, that, that spiritual slump that you find yourself in, God's preparing you for something through that. That pain isn't pointless. Verse 11, we are being give, given over to death so that, there's the purpose, the life of Jesus may be manifested through us. That, that our, through our pain, through our affliction, the life of Jesus is actually manifested in and through us. And, and let me just tell you, all of that looks great on a coffee mug, but it's a lot harder to live, Amen. It's a lot harder to live this out, but that's why I'm coming to you and pleading with you. And that's why we have questions on our, on our phoenixbiblechurch.com slash live page. That's why we have community groups for you to flesh this out. This is my heart for you, that affliction isn't foreign to faith, and that you would accept that and start to open your eyes. God, what are you trying to teach me? What purpose are you preparing me for? And we would do that together as a church. We would apply that together, walk in that together as a church. So that's the first thing. The second pastoral prayer for you in this season is to assess voices and volume. To assess voices and volume. Uh, one practical thing that I know that you've noticed is that we have more voices out there than ever speaking to us. Right? Because of COVID-19 and the fact that we need news and we need information, we have more voices minute by minute. Because many of us are at home and online, we're doing church online, many of us, we're hearing 
a multitude of voices through our social media feeds to hopping over and, and looking at something else online and, and our brains are being filled with more and more voices all the time. And here's my, my prayer, my concern for you is what's the loudest voice in your life right now? Is it all those voices online? Is it all the voices from your favorite news station? Is it all the voices from the group text with your family? Or is it the voice of God? Through his word and through his people. Listen, I know that's a challenge right now. I know online, even from my house, when we watch church online, it's distracting. I know Zoom is, is awkward. I know picking up the phone is intimidating. I know it's a challenge. But let me just tell you, in this season, we need to, and my heart for you, is that we would lower the volume on all the other voices, and we would raise the volume on God and his voice, that we would listen to the word of God. Second uh, Corinthians 4.16 says, we do not lose heart. Our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self, though, is being renewed day by day. The only thing that's going to bring renewal in the midst of affliction is God's word, God's voice. we got to turn up the volume. How are you doing that? What's your plan for that? Listen, I know we have to do online for a little while, so it can't just be relying upon a church service. Even though I want you to make it a point to watch PBC online every Sunday, 9, 30, 11, or 5. I want you to do that. But listen, that's just one hour a week. There's 167 other hours in the week. How can you turn God's voice, his volume up in your life in those hours as well? You need to meditate daily on the word of God. Listen to it. Absorb it. Saturate your mind with it. Be renewed by it day by day, over and above social media, over and above every news station, over and above that group text that you might be in. We need to listen to God's word, listen to God's people. We need to do a lot of listening during the season of God's voice. What are you trying to say to us amidst things like COVID-19, amidst racial injustice, amidst people's feelings and people who are struggling? We need to listen to God's voice through his word, through his people. How are you doing that? Are you scrolling more than you're reading? Are you talking about people more than you're talking to people? I've been guilty of that because we can't hang out as much. Instead of listening to, to God's voice through God's people, I talk a lot about God's people when they're not in the room while I'm ranting around my house. Anybody done that? Right? What if we picked up the phone and called those people and talked to them, particularly the ones who are different than us, who vote different than us, who believe different than us? What if we did that as a way to, to raise the volume on God's voice through God's people and through his word? Third thing is my heart for you is to allow others the same grace God has given you. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just guess that maybe you've been offended by somebody in the last four months. I know that's a crazy thing to, to assume, but, but if you're like me, man, we, we've all been offended, right, by at least someone, probably a multitude of people. And I want you to know that, that God's grace that we love to celebrate, that we love to receive, is also God's grace for you to reflect. Right? Romans 6, I love this passage where Paul talks about that as sin increases, grace increases all the more. Right? And as we know, that, that, that's not a passage uh, encouraging us to sin more because grace will just cover it. No, that's a passage where Paul is pleading with us and painting a picture for us. Hey, do you know how abundant God's grace is? Do you know how overflowing God's grace is, how excessive it is? that it's even greater than sin. 
Right? And that we look at that grace, that it is so excessive, and we love that. Again, one of my favorite songs, I don't know about you, is Amazing Grace, or This Is Amazing Grace, or however many renditions we've done of that song. I love that song. But you know what I'm thinking about when I sing that song and I raise my hands? I'm thinking about me receiving that grace, and that's amazing. But somebody else in particular that's different than me, who has offended me, I don't want to reflect that. I'm not talking about that amazing grace for them. I'm talking about for me. Anybody else been there? God's grace, it abounds even over sin. As sin increases, God's grace abounds all the more. It's so excessive, it's not just enough to receive it. You have to reflect it. Our role, our privilege as Christians is to receive the grace of God and then reflect it to others. Listen, is it possible? I want you to think about the person that's offended you recently. Maybe somebody in your household. Maybe somebody online. Maybe a family member that you disagree with. I want you to think about that person. Is it possible, as you extend grace to them, is it possible that maybe they weren't trying to offend you, that maybe they weren't out to get you, but that maybe they were experiencing what Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 4? Maybe they were afflicted. Maybe they were struck down physically, emotionally, spiritually, and maybe they took that out on you? Is it possible that 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 might have happened? Is it possible that God has placed you there not to retaliate, not to seek revenge, not to join the chatter online and be a keyboard warrior, but is it possible that God puts you there to respond in grace? Because that is what defines us as Christians. That is what is going to define us as Phoenix Bible Church, in particular in this season, that we don't just receive grace, we extend it, we reflect it to others, because it's that excessive. So how are you doing that? That's my prayer for you. Uh, The last thing, my prayer for you is that you would hold fast to one another. Hold fast to one another. Romans 12 says it this way, Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Notice the Apostle Paul again in in that passage says, hold fast to what is good. Very next thing, love one another with brotherly, brotherly affection. Paul's saying, hey, here's the good thing you need to hold fast to. It's loving one another, that we need to hold fast to one another. I want you to know that in this time, social distancing doesn't mean social disconnecting. That the reason Paul says, hold fast, is that we are tempted to disconnect. And more than ever in this time, I believe, as I talk to many of you, as I feel this myself, we're tempted to disconnect. And so Paul isn't just speaking a word to to the Romans in chapter 12. He's speaking a word to us today in 2020. Hold fast. I know some of you, you're tempted to let go of relationships. Hey, what does it matter if I join PBC Online? Nobody will know. I get like 20% of it because my kids are crawling all over me. What does it matter if I have a Zoom call? It's just kind of awkward. Like nobody knows when to talk and, and nobody wants me to pick up the phone and call them. That's intimidating. What does it matter? And, and maybe you feel that right now. You just start slowly stepping back, letting go of one another. And my plea to you, my prayer for you, and Paul's plea to you, and God's plea to you, hold fast. Don't let go. In particular, in this season, we need one another. That what we hope to accomplish as a church through this time, that as we experience affliction, that we do want to come out stronger, that God has a purpose, that will not happen 
with lone rangers. That will not happen in isolation. That will not happen with letting go of one another. It will only happen if we hold fast to one another. Okay? Uh, just yesterday, we got a call from a senior citizen in our community, and she had heard, really great, she had heard about PBC handing out food boxes and being blessing that way. And the way she heard about it, to be honest with you, didn't make sense. She is uh, legally blind, and a, a center for the blind that she goes to, somebody randomly there said, hey, Phoenix Bible Church does food boxes, you should call them. I don't know anybody at that place. But somehow, again, love moves. Love moved out to a place we didn't even know about. And God used that in this woman's life. She calls us. She sounded a little intimidated to ask, but she said, hey, I heard you guys deliver food boxes. Could I get one of those? And I told her, hey, I'm sorry. We, we actually handed out all our food boxes, and we don't have any currently. But listen, we will figure out a food box, and we will get it to you. And we talked, and we arranged that. We got off the phone. She called the church number back, left a voicemail, and said, hey, I don't want to put you guys out. I'm probably not in your area, and I know you were out of food boxes. I'm not foodless. I'll be fine. And I just let her know, hey, one, it's already in process. You can't change it now. But two, this is who we are. This is why we exist as a church, to hold fast to one another, to love one another, to have grace for one another, to receive God's grace, but also reflect it to the world. And listen, we're bringing food to your house, and it's coming tomorrow. Like, you receive that. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is Phoenix Bible Church. And this is my prayer for you. And just to know, as we hold fast to one another, we will be able to accomplish things like that. As we isolate from one another, we will not. And we won't come out of this stronger. And we won't impact our city for good. And we won't magnify the name of Jesus. We won't benefit others and love them well if we don't know how to love one another well. So hold fast to one another. Pick up the phone. Your phone is not just for ordering on the Chick-fil-A app, right? I'm, I'm preaching to the choir right now, right? Your, your phone is not just for social media. It has buttons on it with numbers that dial a, a phone number that calls somebody, right? Pick up the phone. Call somebody and pray with them. Have you ever done that? Have you ever prayed with somebody over the phone? If not, I challenge you to do that specifically. Call somebody in our church, Reach out, do a, a distance hang, put masks on. Yeah, Tim, that's going to be awkward. Yeah, but it's going to be worth it. Hold fast for one another and for the impact of our world. What's your plan for that? Last thing, 2 Corinthians, going back to that passage, verse 8. I want you to notice all of these statements. I'm going to read them again. I want you to notice that Paul says things not as wishful thinking, but it's a matter of fact. This is the way things are. This is true for the people of God in the midst of COVID-19. This is true for Phoenix Bible Church right now in the middle of this crazy 2020. You ready? This is a matter of fact. This is who we are. Verse 8. We are afflicted in every way, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are persecuted but we're not forsaken. We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. Verse 16, so we do not lose heart. This is our reality as believers. Maybe you don't feel it right now, but this is our reality. We as the people of God, we do not lose heart. 
Things are hard, but God is bigger, right? Difficulties are coming, disconnecting and, and distancing is happening, but we come together. Why? Because we're the people of God. We are the people of God empowered by the Spirit of God. Let me just tell you, church, I know there's a lot of confusion right now. I know everything changes. Here's what doesn't change. God is still in control. His Son is still alive. His Spirit is still empowering you. And His love still moves, both toward us and through us. So this is my prayer for you. Receive it, apply it, get with others. Let's lock arms together to see what God will do through this next season. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, I thank you so much for this body of believers called Phoenix Bible Church. God, I thank you that even in the midst of affliction, even in the midst of difficulty, that we can come together, even through this avenue online, and we can be encouraged by your word. We can be enlightened by it. God, I pray for some of the men and women who are watching this right now, in the midst of their affliction, that they would know that's not foreign to faith, that for all of history and biblically, that people have been afflicted, but you have a, a purpose in their pain. And God, as we come together, as we hold fast to one another, as we not only receive God's grace and your grace, but we reflect it to others, that you would move mightily through us. God, help us to step out of our comfort zones, to run uphill for a while, but to do it by the power of Jesus Christ and the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. God, that's my prayer for Phoenix Bible Church, that, that we would be changed and we would be a part of changing our city right now in this season that you've called us into. God, I pray that by your spirit, through your word, and in the name of Jesus Christ, amen.